Welcome to another episode of Music and Therapy with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Guys, I hope you had an awesome weekend. We had a three-day weekend and you had Monday off, so I hope you took that time to relax, focus, and think, and get some clarity. In addition to having an extra day off Monday, Monday was also a time for us to reflect and be grateful and thankful for the soldiers that sacrificed their lives so that we can have the freedoms that we have. So... It was a day full of reflection for me because I do have family members that are in the military and some of them have died. So it was a day to reflect and to appreciate the sacrifices that they made and to think about them as well. So Monday was a long day and it was a fun day as well for us. We got a chance to spend some time together and my kids and I, we went walking. We did a whole bunch of stuff, but we had an awesome weekend. Um, this weekend was also the first weekend after my kids got their first um, vaccine. Now, they did that on Thursday. We are trying to get our whole family vaccinated before the 4th of July, and we are on track. My husband has been vaccinated. I've had both of mine. My stepson has had both his vaccines. And my daughters, they got their first uh, dose of the vaccine on Thursday, and they go back in June. So by the 4th of July, we should all be good and be a family of fully vaccinated individuals. So I'm excited about that, and I'm just glad that we're getting this thing out of the way so that we can kind of go back to normal. Now, during the pandemic, we did get to know each other a lot. We got a chance to spend time together, and I am forever grateful for that time that we had together and that we still have together. But I think it's time for us to go out and do things that we like to do. Even if we do them together, it's just fun to get out of the house. So we're excited. We can't wait for the 4th of July so that we can see a couple of friends and get together with some people and just enjoy ourselves. Now, this week on the podcast, we are going to be talking about something that I've talked about before, but it's talking about how do we get closer to our spouse. So many times we pull away from them. And I know we do this because I've done this myself. Instead of talking to our spouse and explaining to them what's going on with us, we pull away from them and we shut down. Sometimes in the middle of difficult conversations, we find ourselves shutting down and not wanting to discuss and go any further. And I know that was my go-to place. That's the thing that I did. I didn't want to talk because it was too uncomfortable. But in today's episode, we're going to talk about going through with being uncomfortable and learning how to go toward our spouse instead of pulling away from our spouse when we're in when we're feeling uncomfortable or having difficult situations and next week we are going to actually sit down and talk about how do you have difficult conversations because it's so easy to say things like well we'll just talk it out but how do you talk it out like what do you say where do you start where do you go how many times do we let emotion get involved in our talking things out so next week we are going to look in depth at talking out difficult conversations and really having those hard conversations because you have to have them it's inevitable that we are going to have difficult conversations and hard conversations and things that we have to deal with in our relationship but the question is not that we have to have them 
But what we can do is make sure that when we do have these conversations, because like I said, we all are going to have to have them at some point in our lives. But the point is, when we do have these conversations, how are we going to respond? How are we going to initiate these conversations? And how are we going to get the best result possible from these conversations so that we don't have any arguments or disagreements or situations where it takes months to try to heal or recover from that very forceful argument. So that's what we're going to talk about next week. And I'm excited because I've been working on it. And I just think it's something that we need to know. We really do need to know how to have conversations and to really deal with those difficult conversations in our relationships and in our marriage. But today we're going to listen to an episode that I previously did about how to turn to our spouse. Because I think they go hand in hand. Like you can't turn to someone if you're walking away from things. You can't have a difficult conversation with someone that you're not turning towards. So if you're continually in the pattern of shutting down and not talking to your spouse and just shutting them out of your emotions, then learning how to talk to them is not going to work because you haven't even let them in. So you can't talk to them if you haven't let them in. So that's why we're going to go back and we're going to talk about how to turn to your spouse and not shut them out. And then once we discuss that this week, next week I think it will be more effective for us to talk about how to have difficult conversations and what we should do in the middle of difficult conversations. All right, so without any further ado, we are going to listen to how to turn toward your spouse instead of turning away from your spouse. Today on the podcast, I would like to talk to you about the topic of turning toward your spouse. Now, I know this is not our usual topic of discussion, but I just feel it's important to talk about this topic. Some time ago, in the podcast episode, The Blue Song, I confided to you that when I am sad or stressed, I do not like to talk about it, and that for me, I would prefer to be left alone to process my thoughts and my emotions. Now, this works really well for me, and I can usually come up with a solution to my problems. Even now, when I am frustrated or upset, I will just leave that environment so that I can think and process my emotions. I go away from that environment. So, I have always done this, which is weird, but I've always done this, and it's always worked well for me. But, in the past, I have noticed that this coping skill or this coping mechanism is not working well for me at all and I had to think about why this was not working now if I could just be completely honest with you I'm just going to tell you I do not like to deal with stress I don't deal with stress well now people who may know me they may think like what Kiana doesn't deal with stress well because it seems like I do it seems like I can handle stress it seems like I can deal with it but to be honest I don't deal with stress well And I don't really like to argue, even though I will stand my ground and I'll say my point and tell you what I think. But this is, I don't like to do it. It stresses me out. So what I tend to do is like, if there is a situation where I feel like it's going to be a confrontational thing, it's like I can handle confrontation and I build myself up to it and I'll deal with it. But it's not something I like to do on a regular basis. Or if it's something where I have to disappoint someone or cancel something, I'll try my best to avoid doing it. 
because I just don't like stress and anxiety of having to be the bearer of bad news or arguing with someone or anything like that. So there are times when my husband and I really need to have conversations that may be stressful, but they need to be had and I will not want to have them. So what I will do is if there's something that comes up or an issue that needs to be discussed, instead of discussing it, I will just walk away. I'll just be like, well, I'm going to the store. I'm going here. And it's like, you can tell I'm frustrated. You can tell I'm upset, but I'm not going to talk about it. I'll just say, I'm going to the store. I'm going to go here. And I'll go. And of course, I do pray while I'm driving wherever I'm going. And sometimes I do go to the store and I pray and I think and I talk to God. And if I don't go to the store, I'll just drive around. But I'll still do the same thing. I'll talk to God and I will think about things. And then usually when I come back, after talking to God and thinking about things, I have like a better understanding, this more rational way of thinking. And it's like my perception is different. So it works. But the thing is, even after I come back and my perception is different, I very rarely ever talk about it with my husband. So he, all he ever sees is me like, okay, well, I'm just going to go to the store. I'm just going to do this. So then I'll just walk away. I'll go to the store, whatever. I'll leave, and then I'll come back, and I will never discuss the thing that made me upset. And so I know this has to be frustrating for him because that's not how he is. He would prefer to discuss things that are frustrating him. Now, he's not going to do it immediately, but he gets to it, and he wants to talk about things. And so he'll want to talk about it, and then I won't want to talk about it because it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like stressful situations, and so I would try to avoid it. So for a while, I couldn't understand why my husband would be upset when I say, well, I'm going to go to the store. He's like, well, I know you're mad. I'm just like, well, I'm just going to go pray about it. He's like, well, we should talk. I'm like, nope, just going to pray about it. And I couldn't figure out for the longest why he would be upset because, you know, I was thinking – well, I don't know what the problem is because I am going to pray and I'm going to think and I'm not fussing with you. I'm not arguing with you. So you should be on board with leave, let it, leaving me alone, letting me have my space and come back and we don't even have to talk about it. But he would be frustrated about it because he wanted to talk and discuss and come to a resolution. And I, on the other hand, didn't want to because it made me uncomfortable and I don't like those type of situations. And so I couldn't understand why he would be upset about me not wanting to sit and talk to him about these things. And it wasn't until recently that I began to understand why he was getting frustrated and annoyed when I left the house to think or pray. Now, as some of you may already know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know from listening to previous podcasts, and I think especially in the episode um, called I Love You, that I am a self-help junkie. So, I read tons and tons of self-help books, as you can probably guess. I love love, so I read a lot of books about love and relationships and marriage. And once you ask, if anyone asks me why I do this, I think the reason I do this is because I grew up in a single-parent home, like so many of you have. And so I did not get to see um, what, it, what a good relationship was, so I didn't have the chance to have that model of what a good relationship would be. I was really blessed to be raised by a strong mom 
who raised three strong young women and we learned a lot from her and we learned a lot about being independent and going after our dreams but i did not learn a lot about how to have a successful relationship or even a successful marriage for that matter and i really didn't have anyone to model it after because most of the people most of my aunts they're divorced um i had one aunt who was married for a long time and she was married yeah she was married for almost um 25 years so yeah i had one aunt but i didn't live close to her or anything we lived in south carolina at the time and my family was in new jersey so i really didn't see a good marriage model for me so when i got married i didn't want to um do the divorce thing i wanted to be married for life you know i wanted my kids to be in that home with mom and dad so when i first got married i read a whole bunch of books about marriage and it's funny because even before I got married, I would read books about marriage and relationships. However, reading books, it can prepare you for some things, but I don't think that even though I read about marriage ahead of time, that it prepared me for being married. So I had to learn once I got married what it meant and what it was like to be married. So what I did was, I would read a lot of books and I still read a lot of books of course I'm wiser now I know that um you can take some of the things from the books but that you also have to change who you not who you are but your perspective on things so that is what I've come to learn so I still read books and I was recently reading this amazing book called seven principles for making a marriage work and it's written by this guy named dr. John M Gottman now this book is amazing. It's an awesome read because Dr. Gottman is able to predict with 91% accuracy, which is huge, whether your marriage is going to be successful or whether your marriage will fail. And in this book, he talks about all the studies because he does a lot of studies on relationships and he talks about his observations of couples in his love lab. He really has one where he has couples come and he observed them so they can study them and see where they are seven years from now. But he does that. So that is why he's able to have a good prediction rate and predict with 91% accuracy whether a marriage will succeed or fail. In this book, he talks about the studies, like I told you. But the great thing that he does, he doesn't just tell you, well, if you're not doing this, your marriage is bound for failure. Or if you're not doing this, you'll never succeed. He does something better than that. He tells you what traits and characteristics in a marriage will help it succeed and what traits and characteristics will help it fail then he has little quizzes about your marriage that you take like little surveys in between the chapters and it's like well do you do this do you and your spouse do this and as you mark it he tells you how to grade it and if you have like i think it's nine or ten or higher you're doing good if it's five or six you could do some work and if it's lower than that you really need to work on some things but each um quiz has a different scale so that's pretty much how he does it so once he gets where you are he gives you practical advice on from his observations on how to fix these things so it's not one of those things where he's like oh well you scored a two so your marriage is bound for for failure no he gives the information that he's learned from all these years to us and he tells you what to do to make your marriage better so that is why I love this book. Now one chapter in particular really piqued my interest. And 
motivated the conversation that we are having today. The chapter was called, How to Turn Your Spouse to You Instead of Turning Your Spouse Away From You. And after reading this chapter, I began to realize and understand the reason that my husband was getting frustrated with me when I left the house after having a disagreement or refusing to talk about certain things. I realized that the reason he was getting frustrated was because I was actually turning away from him. So when I was frustrated and I was angry or whatever, I didn't share that with him. And he needed me to share that with him. And we could talk about it and work things out like that. Instead of me just turning away and be like, nope, dealing with it on my own, I got this. Because in a way, I'm kind of shutting him out. And I never saw it like that before, nor did I realize that until after I read that book. And this chapter was very insightful to me because I've been doing it for years and I never realized it. And I began to understand what was going on. Now, I have come to realize that over the years that arguing or talking about unpleasant topics or issues, it really stresses me out, just like I told you. And it makes me feel uncomfortable. So, what do I do? In order to avoid these uncomfortable feelings, I will walk away or just disengage from the situation. Which, I mean, it's okay if you are... It's not okay either way you look at it because you do need to be able to talk and communicate your feelings and thoughts and resolve things in a positive way. So, it's not good at all. Not even in your work relationships or anything. It's just not a good thing. And in a marriage, this is really not good and it's not healthy to do because nothing ever gets resolved. Why doesn't things get resolved? Yes, because you never talk about it or have those difficult conversations with your spouse. And to be honest, I'm just going to tell you, having difficult conversations sometimes with your spouse or significant others is a must. No, we don't want to do it, and believe me, I don't want to do it, but it's something that we have to do in order to come to resolutions. Now, if you are like me, then you have probably done a lot of things that made you feel uncomfortable, but what did I do? I did them anyway. Like, for instance, all right, just between us. It kind of makes me feel uncomfortable when I sing in public or sing solos. But do I do it? Yes, I do it. Why do I do it? Because you may feel uncomfortable at first, like when you first start. But then the more you do it, it's less uncomfortable and you feel more comfortable doing it. Why? Because you're familiar with doing it. Another thing that made me feel uncomfortable was when I first started my podcast and I heard my voice on the mic for the first time talking. Yes. I felt very uncomfortable, but I've been doing it for a while, and now it's not even a problem. I can talk to you without even feeling any kind of uncomfortability, without feeling uncomfortable because this is just what I've been doing, and I've done it for a while, and I'm used to it. So just because you are uncomfortable does not mean that it gives you a pass not to do something. It usually just means that we either have never done it or that we don't have practice doing something. Now, in my life, I believe that um, continuing to do things that make you uncomfortable is a good thing. And here's why. In order for you to reach your highest levels, the thought process is you have to get out of your comfort zone, which I agree with because if I had just stayed in my comfort zone, I wouldn't be podcasting. I wouldn't be doing a lot of things that I'm doing now. But I chose to get out of my comfort zone so that I could do bigger and better things. Now, if I choose to do this with my dreams and my goals and even with my work then why is it okay to stay in my comfort zone when it comes to my marriage like 
yeah, it makes me uncomfortable to talk about things that are unpleasant or things I don't like to talk about. But if I'm going to be successful in my marriage, then I need to get out of my comfort zone. And I need to talk about those things that may be uncomfortable. I need to do those things that will maybe fuel my husband's love tank, even if it makes me uncomfortable. So what is it in your marriage or what is it in your life? that you need to get out of your comfort zone with when it comes to your your marriage or to your significant other. Maybe today is just the day that you should give a compliment to your spouse, even though it may make you feel uncomfortable. Or maybe you should be affectionate with your spouse, even though you may feel uncomfortable doing so. Now, I don't know what makes you feel uncomfortable in your relationship or marriage, but I do know that whatever it is, that is making you feel uncomfortable to do in your marriage or relationship, today is the day to let that go and just do it. Now, I'm not talking to you when I say this. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to myself as well because I just told you what makes me feel uncomfortable. So if I wanted to personalize it, I would say that I know that for me, today is the day that I stop running away from difficult conversations and I begin to have them. Today is the day that I listen more and try to understand how my husband is feeling instead of just shutting down because I'm feeling overwhelmed by all of the emotions. Now, today is the day that we all need to take steps to make our marriage and relationship better. Now, I am not going to just give you this big task without telling you some practical ways to make things better. And thanks to Dr. Gottman, I have some things that you can do to help your spouse turn toward you instead of turning away from you. So, some of the things that you can do right now is to one, show genuine interest. Don't give unsolicited advice. Communicate your understanding. Take your partner's side. Express a we against other attitude. And show affection and validate emotions. This is not everything that can be done to help your spouse turn toward you, but these are just some of the things that I think that we can start doing now to help our spouses turn toward us instead of away from us. Now, if you want more information on how to get your spouse to turn to you instead of away, I highly recommend the book, The Seven Principles of Making Marriage Work by Dr. John Gottman. Now, I'm not getting any profits off this book. I'm just saying it's a good read. And if you're like me and just want to be a better wife or if you want to be a better husband, then this is the way to do it. Just get this book read this book and see what you can do today to start strengthening your marriage and make it better now the song that i'm going to share with you today is called when i'm in your arms i picked this song because i feel this song truly 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 embraces what it means to turn toward your spouse instead of away from your spouse so i hope you enjoy it and here is the song when i'm in your arms frustrated and tired had a bad day, such a bad day. My mind is thinking about today. Nothing went my way. As soon as I get home, you are there for me, waiting there for me. As soon as there for me, waiting there for me. The clouds seem to go away when I'm in your arms. 
But that is what love does. It brings out the best in you. Together, there is nothing that we won't do. Just me and you. As soon as I get home, you are there for me. Waiting there for me. As soon as I get home, you are there for me. Waiting there for me. The clouds seem to go away when I'm in your arms. When I'm in your arms. My I would like to thank BetterHelp for their continued support of the Music and Therapy Podcast. BetterHelp is a counseling online service, and they are there to help you. Their goal is to help people become the best version of themselves that they can be, which is in line with what we want to do here at Music and Therapy. So I'm extremely happy to work with them. Now, BetterHelp is not a do-it-yourself kind of thing. It's not one of those things that you do for self-help. BetterHelp is actually licensed counselors and trained professionals who are there to help you navigate through the most difficult times in your life. BetterHelp has licensed professional therapists and counselors who are knowledgeable and certified in their area of study. For example, here are some of the things I love about BetterHelp. It's not a traditional wait in the office kind of thing. You can meet with them online. So because it's online, people can meet with them in the United States, people can meet with them in Europe and in Africa. They can help anyone anywhere in the world. Why? Because they are online. They are flexible. You can talk to a counselor within 24 to 48 hours of signing up for services. They will match you with someone who will be able to help you. You can talk to a professional who has a specific expertise that may not be in your area. Why? Because they are online. Another thing that I love about BetterHelp is that they actually help people 
who don't have the money or resources to give counseling. And that's the thing that I love. So there's like, they're not holding counseling back from you because you may not be able to afford it, especially if you have lost your job because of the pandemic or have financial issues. They have scholarships available. They even have financial aid available so that you can get the help that you need if you are desperately in need for help. BetterHelp is available and BetterHelp is willing to help and serve you. So if you would like to get more information about BetterHelp or sign up for services, what you can do is click the link in the show notes and in the link, that's the link to BetterHelp. And we also have a promo code. And the great thing about the promo code is that if you put in music and vibes, that's our promo code, they will give you 10% off of your first month of service. So if you are in need of better help, H-E-L-P, go check it out. Click the link in the show notes, put in the promo code, and you will be on your way to begin the process of healing. I would also like to thank you guys so much for listening to me. I enjoy our time. I can't tell you enough how much I enjoy hanging out with you, spending time with you. So thank you guys so much for listening. It's appreciated, and I just love you guys. Thank you so much. Now, on that note, I want to invite you to join our Facebook group. It's not the same without you. I miss you. I want you in the group. So go ahead and join our Facebook group, and it's easy to do. There's a link in the show notes. Click on the link and join. And I made it easy so that anybody can join. You don't have to wait for approval. You don't have to wait for anything. Just click the link, put join, and you are in. So I hope I see you in the Facebook group soon because that would just be amazing. Join our Facebook group. I also want to encourage you to follow the podcast on Spotify or Apple Music or iTunes, wherever you're listening. Go ahead and follow the podcast. Also, leave me a comment. I would love to hear your thoughts on the show. And then I also want to encourage you to share the podcast with a friend. There are people out there who need to hear some of what we're talking about. And because you are able to listen to it, and if you know someone who needs to hear what we're talking about, go ahead. Share the podcast with a friend. Sharing is caring. By sharing, you are sharing the podcast. You're helping to grow our community. And you're also caring enough about your friends and your neighbors to share and let them know, hey, these are just some things that you can try out if you are dealing with these issues. Now, if you guys want to contact me, it's easy to do. I have all that information in the show notes. It says join me on social media. So yeah, click on any one of those links. You can send me a message. You can DM me. Whatever you want to do, you can go ahead and do that. And I promise you, if you send me a message, I will respond to you. I think that's all I have to tell you. If you guys think anything else, send me a message. Let me know. Any questions you want answered, go ahead and let me do that. So have an amazing week. Enjoy your time with family and friends. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Looking from the inside out, it seems like we are happy, but why people don't?